All right, everybody, it's time to talk about The Next Generation, Star Trek The Next Generation, Season 3, Episode 10, The the, the Defector. And I guess this round of TNG episodes we're reaching what was an unintentional theme, but will now become more intentional. Or that uh, some reason I like, like, so this is like, seems like we'll be covering some Romulan and, um, uh, maybe Klingon style episodes, uh, this round of episodes, because this is a Romulan in neutral zone themed episode. Yeah, that'll be cool. Then we can hit up the BO to the R to the G in the next round or something. Also, I love the Q, you know, finish off the Q episodes. Uh, but for now, the episode opens with a campfire, and there's two gentlemen sitting around the campfire. Uh, talking or are they giving lines uh is this a play is that picard w- one of them is patrick stewart uh like uh, holding a pike um and another gentleman there's a tent behind them they said is this a play like i thought it was a play performance even though i'd seen the episode once before um what does that say retention there's a nice horse spray in the background in a chicken call. That took me a second. Date is like, remember, I don't know if, like I said, uh, Sansa looks like uh, the Starks, Sansa in particular, looks good in a hood, uh, like a hoodie or a cape, the hood of a cape. Um, and Data also looks good. He's got a very Stark, like a Game of Thrones, I guess, ask. His is kind of green cloak. Uh, with a hood, we got one of the people around the campfires rocking some chainmail. So is Data, uh, like Sansa chainmail, warms the hands by the fire. Then we realize there's a double Picard because uh, Captain Jean Luc Picard is reading along. Maybe as a director, this was my notes. Uh, uh, we'll read through a little bit of dialogue, but then Data stands at the dialogue, a little bit annoyed. It's a Shakespearean dialogue. It didn't know first of a Shakespeare ask, uh, and Data stands annoyed, says something back, and then Picard, uh, he likes it. He says, "Splendid, splendid," and collapse. So yeah, it's like uh, it's uh, from. We'll talk about like Henry the, the Life of Henry the Fifth by Shakespeare. Apparently, this is from Act Four or Three. Yeah, Four, and. Uh, uh, it's uh, Williams and Bates, uh, John Bates, uh, and they're talking, and then uh, they say, who, who, like, uh, somebody else shows up, who is Data, uh, but really he's the king, I think, undercover. And, you know, they talk about their thoughts about the king, Data's kind of trying to, stay, you know, say the king's just like them, just like them, Data's getting it, uh, trying to get inside info. So we get a thematic, uh, possibly a thematic, for brighter minds than me, uh, this thematic carry through. But then we also get a little bit of a data story, which is, you know, I mean, we always, well, I always enjoy it. Uh, but let's see. Yeah, so they like they have a long dialogue, Doth, you know, ask, uh, and then it's a break in the scene. Picard goes, she said, you're getting really good. And then the characters are like, who's talking? Like, they're still in action mode. Uh, and then Data says, yeah, I'm going to study some more performances. Brana, Olivier, Shapiro, Kulinark. And uh, Picard goes, well, this is more about you learning the human condition through Shakespeare. 
and you do that by your own, what comes up for you, not through other people. Uh, then Riker says, uh, yo, Captain, get down here, unidentified class in the neutral zone, uh, heading towards Federation space. Every guy goes, okay, Data, we got um, to hit the road. Uh, but Data, they clear that out. Uh, Data says, well, why would the king go undercover? If he's a leader, shouldn't he be leading up front? Uh, and Picard goes, well, tell it, like, what is it Shakespeare saying about the king? The king wants to empathize uh, and connect with uh, uh, the, the soldiers uh, before this big action. And then Data says, you know, how about we do a performance for the crew? And Picard says, well, let's not rush it, all right? Also, Data's wig is a bowl cut, like, uh, not the same as I would have had as a kid, but it is that style. Okay, what else do we have? Uh, oh, Data had to stop Picard from getting P-I-K-E-D by, by zone by Picard. In the hall talking, he said, is this foreshadowing? Well, let's not rush it. They're on the bridge. Worf looks annoyed. Or his normal war face, uh. Romulan scout ship is ha- open hailing things. Uh, what does this say? Hail of right, hailing us. Uh, oh, they're hailing us. Uh, he says open a channel at first. Uh, or maybe he says open hailing, hailing us, open a channel. Uh, whoever's on there is requesting uh, asylum. And they say on screen, then there's action music. Uh, we see that Ronald Moore wrote the episode. Booking, brooding time. Oh, this was a question. I didn't get a chance to investigate this. Uh, it's really unrelated to anything. Well, it said, okay, so how many holodecks? Maybe I'll look this up, but like uh, for another episode, like how many holodecks are on each ship, right? Because if the human condition's anything like it is now, you know, they get food and everything, but the holodeck would have multiple uses, right? You know, uh, education, adventure, escape, uh, enjoyment, pleasure. So how do, do only officers get to use the holodeck? Like if I'm like a regular enlisted person or just a ca- visiting contractor, because, I mean, the holodeck must be going 24-7 unless it's only the, like the uh, Picard gets to pick who gets holodeck time. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not cut out to live in a world where there's holodecks. It just not quite uh, ever. I don't think ever. You say, well, he went out, you know, I'd be like uh, Moriarty. They say, just put me in there then. You know, like make it like a Charlie Booker thing. Like just get me in there and keep me in there. You know, I'll live my life in the, the holodeck, you know, depending on the program. Okay, then... Uh, what is this? Romulan versus Romulan. Very green. Red alert. Uh, 41 seconds. You got Picard. This is after the open. Picard's not happy. Let's see. Oh, yeah. People on ship. Uh, just checking my notes. He says, explain yourself. Uh, the, the dude on other thing says, need some help here. What does it say? 140 by 205, move uh, five kilometers, all stop. Uh, so that's the orders given out. Extend the shields to the scout ship. Uh, then uh, they're face-to-face with the Romulan ship. Picard says, lock phasers, open a channel. Picard kind of does a speech, and then the vessel heads out. So let's see, visual screen. 
open the channel, course to intercept, stay out of the neutral zone. Oh, yeah. How long are you before they get into Federation territory? Formula 41 seconds. Regard says you've crossed into the neutral zone and you're engaged in action. What's your tent? They don't answer. That's when the dude says, how about some help? Uh, uh, Skidate, it's like, yeah, that ship's not doing great anyway. Position, oh, that was like a one zero one four zero two zero five. Okay, they extend the shield so it's not going to last long. Uh, and then they say, well, the warbirds are like, I can add us. Regard uh, says, Romulan vessel, you're in Federation territory unless you withdraw. And then it's out. Uh, Riker says, what's up with that? Uh, that's uh, weird. Back uh, headed towards the neutral zone Romulan territory. Uh, then the power goes off in the scout ship offline. Uh, transporter to beam whoever's on their board. Worf and Riker head out to meet whoever it is. Uh, energize. Uh, they said, holy shoulder pads. Uh, Romulans have serious shoulders uh, or shoulder pads, shoulder-enhancing devices. Uh, I must just see your captain, the Romulan says. Uh, cannot wait, uh, which Worf and Riker share a look, at, look at one another. Uh, let's see. Captain's log uh, says, uh, yeah, we got a Romulan defector, low-ranking logistics, but a lot of information, a lot of secrets. Entree base, I don't know what that says. There's some secret base, E-N-T-R-E, W-T-F, I put, uh, we just missed a base. Uh, somebody says that. Uh, they say, geez, after the Battle of Charon, you know, Romulans are still mad. And uh, they want to claim the neutral zone. Uh, 48 hours, will be ready to go. Oh, and then Riker says, WTF, we missed a base. And they said, yeah, it's going to be a great base for them, not for you guys. So you better t- take it out. Uh, I guess Worf says the Federation will not permit that. Uh, this is, I guess, Worf, Riker, and S- Sadel or whatever. The person's name changes a few times. Uh, it would seem so. That's what he says. Uh, yes, they say W A R. Yeah, Worf's like, nope. Goes take out the base, yo. Riker's, I said Picard's so cool. Oh, yeah, this is on the bridge. Also, Riker gets to drop his, like, light swear words a few times. Because uh, he, Picard goes, I'm sure you're very t- tired. Uh, Wait, Worf, why don't you take him up to a medical and uh, you have him get some rest? Uh, the dude goes, no doubt you got more questions for him. Goes, Picard goes, no doubt. Uh, and the record goes, he's got a double hockey stick of a story. And Parker, P- 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 Parker Picard goes, uh, yeah, well, what do you think? And the record goes, well, I don't think they, they'd know we wouldn't want them to build a base. Uh, so Data says, well, it's a Romulan ploy. You know, they want to, they test the enemy's resolve and make you act. Remember the last episode Scoots did? And Riker was, yeah, trying to make us look like the aggressors. Uh, and then Picard completes the thought, yeah, Romulans will have an excuse to respond then. And Data says, that would not be an atypical Romulan ploy, sir. Always a chess game, Picard says, uh, 
And then Jordy's rubbing his hands. At least we get to check out their ship and really go over it. And it looked this one. Um, let's see. So cool. Well, I can see you're tired. That was definitely one of my favorite parts. It's Picard is uh, really boundary establishing in his leadership. Uh, heck, a heck of a story. Jordy, uh, uh, data, data, something. Oh, so so they say, okay, Troy and Riker, you talk to this dude. Uh, and Data goes, can I go along? Picard goes, nope, I need you on the bridge with me. So much to do. You know, we got to establish uh, peace here, bro. Uh, we got 48 hours. Then the scout ship goes bye-bye. Uh, then we go to mid-bay. And Riker's like, dude, what's up with that? He goes, why wouldn't I put the ship on auto bye-bye? And Riker goes, excuse me for being a little bit confused, uh, but I thought you were defecting. And he goes, yeah, but I'm, uh, he goes, oh, all you want to do is exploit me uh, and take advantage of me. Meanwhile, Crusher's working on him. So she's like, dude, sit still. And uh, he goes, how come you're so good with the Romulans? And she goes, some episode Scooter didn't see. Gal, Gal, Galadoran. And uh, Worf goes, you certainly know a lot for logistics, clerk. And Sato goes, well, I know, you know, it's just common knowledge, dude. I got my rating code. Worf goes, did you know in Star Wars, they, you know, these aren't the droids you're looking for. He goes, it's pretty easy to pull off. And uh, then he says, I don't make calls Worf a Patak or something. And Worf goes, you're looking not on a Klingon ship. Uh, and he says, remove this Tulsa from my sight. And, and uh, Riker goes, your knowledge of Klingon curse is impressible. But, uh, you know, as a Romulan might say, only a renewal, rule, like a double F-O-O-L, would use such language in public, maybe. Worf, you have him go to bed. Or no, he goes, Worf, go get his room ready. And then Worf goes, sure. And then the dude's laughing. Riker goes, what are you laughing about, man? And he goes, I like him. I understand him. Uh, you know, he's uh, like into it uh, to the B-A-T-T-L. You know, he plays uh, whatever, uh, Mar- Mar- not the Mario Party, the other one. Riker schools him and swearing. Dude nods and laughs. Yeah, then there's a commercial break. Then Riker, Riker, uh, owns, looks around. Uh, uh, fool, start water, echometrics. Uh, okay, let me see. Riker takes him to his room. Is what happens. Uh, shows him. He goes, "You can call me through the comm panel. We'll be back to talk to you." He leaves. And Sato goes, hey, water? And the thing goes, what temperature? He goes, 12 Onkians or something. And the computer goes, I speak to metric system. And he says, cold, uh, on the cold side of whatever your system is. Uh, and he has a sip. He looks around the room. And he said, even Romulans need water. Can't prepare to make a speech about that. Uh, and they get to use the metric system, unlike us in America here. And then he sits on the bed, he checks like this orange good luck chip, uh, there's music and then a commercial. But I did want to run through the room here. So let's see, now on the screen he's talking, 
Okay, so here he goes. So it was I thought it was interesting. Uh, in the room, they have like different things. Like so, okay, the water just appeared. It's in an octangular glass. Uh, like for the people would have a drink with the rocks. There's you know paintings, plants, uh, flowers. Then we peek into another room without the bed that has like a, I guess it would be the dressing room. There's a dresser with a mirror. Some plants. There's a bed, which is like a twin size uh, platform bed. There's also a chair, a sitting chair. So I look in the review. I mean, I always forget what's in these rooms. I mean, this seems like a really big room, though. I mean, again, I've never been on a cruise ship or a spaceship. Uh, so I really don't know. Okay. So room. Okay. Then we're on skin, skin one, scene one, computer, data, and Picard are working. I don't know what the, maybe it's the computer they're working on. Let me see what it says. Uh, oh, yeah, Starfleet Tactics, oh, Science One Terminal. That's where they're at. Uh, they're working. Picard's got his arms crossed. Uh, oh, I said I would pause it here, too. Problem with it is, so they're doing a Starfleet Tactical Analysis of the Neutral Zone. Planets in there. Uh, 30, 30, 40 or something. Nothing super interesting. Oh, they do a zoom of uh, whatever planet they're talking about. That's when Picard crosses his arms. He says, yeah, Data. Well, we'll find out what he says uh, in a second. They're looking at it. Data's looking at it. But it's on mute. So I'm subject Nelvana 3. Yeah, that's what they're looking at. Uh, Data does look and... Uh, like, look like he's thinking and analyzing things. Uh, uh, computer stuff, yeah. Prior, then Picard gets a priority one message in his ready, ready room. Two hour and 20 minute delay. We get Pat Picard's password. What was Picard and Data talking about, though? Uh, nothing on the sensors, but Romulans could be cloaked. Okay, what is Ricard's password? Just in case you need his computer. I think you need his voice, though, but it's uh, access 412 mark 80. Picard Jean Luc, uh, Starfleet priority code gamma. That's to decode the message. P41 mark 80 is what I put it. P412 mark 80. But that was wrong. What kind of encryption do they use? I didn't look that up either. And then the. Um, uh, the admiral is like, dude, you're on your own for right now. On your shoulders, Picard. He says, I don't know if it's a trick. You know, we're trying to, uh, Romulan said, yeah, they're protesting your, that you have the defector. Federation councils convened. No doubt in my mind you're going to have, you're going to be the one dealing with this. Uh, so you have to decide if he's telling you the truth. Uh, but held towards Delvana 3. And then when, the cool thing about watching these episodes like five or six times is I get to pick up on everything. So this is really uh, cool because they leave this trail of breadcrumbs uh, in a well-done way. So Picard says, Worf, get up here. I got to talk to you in private off screen. And he says, I'm my way. So that's like a breadcrumb for the end. What else? Calls Worf. Oh, then the engine computer, Jordy. Data Crusher, Picard, Strange Movements, uh, Zoomed Crusher, and possibly nods. Uh, so let's see, we got a captain's log. Yeah, we're in the neutral zone near Milvana 3. If the guess is right, we got 21 hours till the base is ready.
Oh, then the boss says, monitor and hood are on their way, but they're not going to get there in time. Uh, we sent out just, uh, you know, an alert. Uh, you know, everybody wants peace, uh, but everybody's on yellow alerts. Oh, this guard's still in his office, so data comes in. Where is this? Uh, possibly. Okay, let me see where I am. Oh, no, so I jumped ahead one scene. Okay, so they're playing this thing Jordy discovered, which is like the ship's movements were coordinated, which they say, that's weird. Crusher's in on this, too. And they said, well, they went after the scout ship. Uh, and they said, well, maybe it was like a soft going after it. Uh, and Picard goes, uh, well, you think this is possible, Crusher? What do you think? You treated him. She goes, I don't think so. But it's a possibility. That's a zoom on Crusher. Uh, then the captain's log. Then the update, a second update from the admiral. Guard's in his office. That was at an engineering computer, by the way. He's at FaceTime. Oh, first he's FaceTiming an Earl Graying. Uh, uh, data. He goes, we'll send out a class one probe every meter or something. Data, long pause. Sets down his tea to talk serious. There's a call back to King Henry. That will be all. And then he pauses right before sip and lowers his tea down and quotes Shakespeare, which we'll cover right now. So he says, yeah, just send out that probe data every meter of Novana 3. Data goes, is there something else? He goes, yeah, Data, you're clear, you're, ob- you're objective. Uh, and he goes, I want you to, he goes, I don't know what's going to happen with this situation. And it's kind of historical. So I want you to record it in a dispassionate way. And Data goes, I'll begin immediately. And then Picard goes, well, how's the crew feeling? And he goes, they're concerned but confident. Uh, can't you tell? And he goes, nope, I can't be like King Henry and disguise myself among my troops. Oh, and then Picard goes, yeah, he quotes something from King Henry. Uh, then we have Troy and Riker interviewing, uh, what's this dude's name? Settle, Seedle. He rhymes Nelvana 3 with You Will See. It really, that made me laugh. Uh, or somebody did. Yeah, go to Nelvana 3 and you will see. That's what he says. Uh, and they're, they're really grilling him. He says it's irrele- their questions are irrelevant a lot. Riker gets cool and stern. Troy stares hard like she's trying to look her way inside him. Uh, we also realize, oh, so then uh, he says my boss is Admiral Jarak. Uh, but basically, he's just complaining and kind of thing. And, uh, and then we see Picard and Worf. Because uh, uh, Picard gets a priority message from a Klingon vessel really quick. And he goes, uh, Worf, can you handle that uh, in a private? Take that call for me. Uh, let's see. Probe on course. Uh, Worf's with the LaForge. Uh, and Data. Or maybe this is just Data and Jordy. I really liked this scene. Uh, Jordy goes, geez, my gut's uh, telling me uh, we got to listen to this guy. And Data goes, your gut? And he goes, you know, instinct, intuition. And he goes, doesn't that re- re- interfere with rational judgment? Uh, and Jordy goes, sometimes. Uh, and Data says, well, why don't you stick to the facts? And he goes, well, you can't always rely on simple facts. Uh, sometimes they're wrong. He go, Data goes, they can't be wrong if they're facts. And he just say, could you see into the future? But uh, they say they can lead to wrong conclusions. 
And uh, Jordy goes, what do you think? Uh, Is he a defector? And the facts today will lead to an objective conclusion that he is not. And then Datus, Jordy says, well, I think we're going to catch the Romulans with their pants down, like he says. Uh, Data goes, his pants? And he goes, it's a metaphor. And Data says, because of your gut? And he goes, well, yeah, that's a gut. But he goes, you can't always go with your gut. And he goes, I put it to you this way. You got your gut, your hu- you got feelings, get in the way of human judgment, confuse us, uh, make us sick and guess ourselves, but we still need them to help it fill in the missing pieces because we never have all the facts. So then Data says, so you fill in the missing pieces with parts of your own personality, re- resulting in a conclusion based as much on instinct and intuition as fact. And Data goes, oh boy. And then Data says, but what if you don't have instinct or intuition? Which is a little bit of a twist, I don't know, emotional twist for me. And Jordy goes, oh boy, something interesting here. Uh, let's see, pants down, what? A metaphor. Jordy does not answer Data's last question yet. What if you have, because uh, they say the probe, Picard takes a big breath when they say there's something coming out of the planet, some kind of electronic emissions. And Picard says, that will be all. There's a slow zoom and ominous music. Uh, and that, like, okay, maybe there is something on Nelvana 3. Then we're at uh, whatever, 9 forward or whatever it's called. And Data's staring at the Romulan who's having a drink. Uh, and the dude goes, you've never seen a Romulan before? And Data goes, incorrect assumption. And he goes, well, how about some privacy? And Data goes, I want to see what my guts are saying. And uh, he goes, oh, you're the android. Uh, he goes, well, they'd love to look at you and, Rom- and, and, and Romulus. Uh, and Data goes, no, thank you. And Data goes, this is the best viewport on the ship. The dude goes, I don't care about viewpoint reports, man. It's not my stars. I like that. These are not my stars. Uh, even the heavens are denied me that I want to look at him. And he goes, What's it? can't you make a Romulan ale? He goes, we'd need the original to make it, and we don't know much about you. And uh, he goes, well, you're missing out. He goes, Romulus is, Romulus is the best planet, best ale, best everything. Data goes, you got some regrets, eh? He goes, I had to do it, man, but I'll never see the firefalls of a Gothgol thawing again. And the spire is above the apex sea. What does that say? Firefalls at Galgaloth. Uh, dude even throws shade at Data a little bit. How can they bring Romulus, uh, but not Romulus Ale? Yeah, but uh, he goes, oh, he goes, uh, oh, Data goes, it looks like you're not going to get to go home. He goes, the cold reaction of an android. Data goes, well, I'll still be nice to you. Why don't we go try to look at Romulus, uh, and we see spires and moons of a city. It's a valley of Chula. Uh, city's far off in a valley. And at first the dude goes, this is great. Uh, but then he, he goes, forget it. Uh, he goes, uh, he goes, call Picard. I'm Admiral Jarak, actually. Uh, this is my home now or something. You know, he goes, turn it off. Uh, this, you know, holodeck. I said, that's what I said earlier in the episode. Uh, but I got to make sure this wasn't in vain. Rorio meet, greet Admiral Jarak wants to see him. Okay. 
then that's an ad. Then Picard's FaceTiming or whatever messaging with the, the Admiral Hayden, uh, source of info. He goes, yeah, that's Admiral Jarak, but he's an unreliable source of info. So, and Picard says, bring Jarak in here and wait outside. He says, have a seat, man. No more time. Uh, uh, he goes, oh, the guy goes, I don't have time to sit. Picard goes, have a seat. Uh, he goes, I, and this was really good stuff. Again, the shoulder pads. Uh, Picard raises his voice or deepens his voice because uh, he, he goes, dude, we got to get to work, the Admiral Jarak. Uh, and Picard goes, you got to convince me you're telling the truth. Uh, irrefutable evidence. Because uh, you got no evidence at all. And he goes, Romulan uh, defector, that's an admiral? And he goes, well, I just want peace, man. And Picard goes, you're no man of peace. Uh, and the guy goes, that's why I went undercover. And he goes, you know, I'm a hero in our world. And Picard goes, uh, well, why should I still believe you? On what basis? He leans in on the chair uh, when he, he stands on that, like after he raises his voice. Uh, and he says, on what basis are you prepared uh, to uh, tell us the truth or not. And uh, the guy goes, well, I'm not going to tell on everybody. And he goes, well, you already made your choice. Uh, fully make your choice or cross over or don't. And then Jarek tries to shade Picard. He goes, oh, don't you have a family? And Picard goes, no. He goes, well, you work too hard. And Picard goes, man, this is where uh, Stuart is just so good. He goes, this is all very interesting. Uh, and then Jarek tries to go off again. And he goes, Picard goes, listen, dude, I don't care about your speeches unless I have unequivocal cooperation. You know, because he makes this long speech about kids and everything. Uh, uh, then we're in the ready room. This was interesting because there's like chit-chat going on. People are looking out the window, the, the all the officers, uh, before Picard comes in. Then they all go and sit down. So I said, what are they, who chit-chats with who, and what are they chatting about? Uh, the, they also, they rush their seats, uh, Picard, they, they give Car Picard their full attention, and there's kind of a long silence, uh, and Picard stays standing, and he goes, Jarrah gave me everything uh, we probably need, or hopefully it'll give us an edge, uh, and uh, they all share a look on the news. Uh, he goes, he's going to be more valuable with his field command work. But majority uh, says, great. And then he goes, well, don't depend on it, but set course for, number one, set course for Nelvana 3. Then we have second officer's log. This is data reporting. Uh, 43465.2, uh, we're in a neutral zone. Violation of Al Treaty of Algernon. Uh, Romulans are probably cloaked and watching us, and uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Riker does not like it because it's so quiet. Picard talks about the history of Custer, Nelvana 3 on screen. See, there's no sign of nothing, nothing on the sensors. Uh, Picard, uh, Riker goes, too darn easy, holy hockey sticks. And uh, he goes, Data, get into orbit around the planet. Uh, and he goes, there's nothing around there, man. Just a subspace. Data, or he goes, yeah, he goes, this ion and uh, subspace stuff uh, still there, but we can't find a source. 
Rye moving in an orbital path uh, with an 800-kilometer apogee. Uh, let's see. Riker leans on Data's chair while they're talking. Uh, maybe they left the planet. Maybe it's cloaked. Uh, Data goes, will there be distortion if it's cloaked? And now Picard's, like, not happy because Rajarak rolls in. Picard raises his voice right away. He says, uh, you're going to tell me why we're here, dude. And Riker goes, he means there's no base. And he goes, no, it can't be possible. He goes, I saw everything. And Picard goes, are you sure it wasn't disinformation? Like, didn't you get fired or something? And they knew you were a grouch. Like, maybe not every Romulan's a grouch like you. And uh, is it a test? And he goes, no. And then Picard goes, well, then they played you. Whatever, uh, what other exclamation point is there, or exclamation, explanation is there? They let you escape. And then Picard says, uh, get uh, permission to withdraw. He says, yeah, Jordy, get us out of here. Riker says that. Uh, Riker says permission to withdraw. Picard says, or, uh, Picard also said, you know, they let you leave with an arsenal of worthless secrets. Uh, so then they go to leave, and then, of course, two Romulan ships appear. Uh, they, like, tap the uh, Enterprise a couple times. Uh, they say damage. They say a little bit. Uh, captain's not yet. Ta- oh, they say, what should, what should we do? Uh, Picard goes, nothing. It's just a tap on the shoulder. Uh, and then the wharf goes, they're calling. And Picard uh, goes, on screen, it's Tomalak. Uh he goes, Picard, it's so nice to see you again. Uh, what are you doing here in the neutral zone? And Picard goes, you know why we're here. Come on. And he goes, oh, well, there's no incursion here. We're not doing anything. Guy's so smug. Uh, he could run for office. Uh, let's see. All super pleased, smug look. Uh, and Picard goes, yeah, we just found these uh, subspace, ion subspace emissions or whatever. And he goes, oh, that was just our probe, uh, archaeological research, uh, cloaked, though. And Picard goes, really? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, "Uh, is that why you came all the way across the neutral zone, broke all the treaties? That's not right. And Picard goes, "Uh, yeah, whatever, we're leaving. And he goes, without even an apology, Captain? Picard goes, you really want an apology? I'll give you one. And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I'll save, save you the time. And Picard goes, what do you want? And he goes, I'm the Enterprise is what I want. Uh, then Jarak goes, I can't believe this was like a trick on me to trick them. He goes, you totally used me. And then Tom Lex says, okay, before we take the Enterprise, just send this guy back uh, and then we'll, you know, let you guys give up. And this is when it really gets good, because, uh, like, if you're a Picard fan, because Picard goes, uh, do you think I'm going to accept those terms? He goes, no, I expect you won't. It's just like uh, uh, the Austin Powers movies with Captain or Doctor. He goes, no, uh, Captain Picard, I expect you won't. He goes, you have 30 seconds to decide. And Picard goes, I don't need one second, bruh. And he goes, give up, man. Uh, Picard and Picard goes, if the cause is just and honorable, everybody on my ship's ready. He goes, are you ready? 
And he goes, idle threat, Picard. And Picard goes, Mr. Worf. Uh, and then all these Klingon vessels appear surrounding the Romulans. And the dude was, before the Romulans or the Klingons appeared, the dude was totally stunned by Picard's uh, uh, boldness. Uh, all fiction to test you. Oh, that was a very Dr. Evil. 30 seconds. Don't require one. Uh, Picard proceeds with some Shakespeare. What will it be, Gerard? Or what will it be, Tom Locke? You're surrounded by, uh, 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 what do you, you know, you're in trouble now. And, uh, he goes, uh, huh. He goes, we're, you, we're still get back at you guys. And Picard goes, uh, and he says, I'll look forward to our next meeting, Captain. And then the Romulans take off, uh, and he says, cancel red alert, thank the Klingons wharf, uh, aye, sir. And he says, take us back. Uh, and Jarek goes, I can't believe it. And he goes to, to, to the, uh, big, the big firefall in the sky because he's like, I'd rather not. Uh, leaves a letter uh, to his wife and daughter, which Riker finds. And they go, well, but we can't send it, Data says. Uh, and Parkar goes, today. But with others, with the courage of Jarak, uh, we will see a day of peace where we can send his letter home. And with that, the episode comes to a close. Let's see, a couple of notes that came up during this episode. So the play, Henry V, uh, history, uh, let's see, what's it called officially? Uh, Henry V, a history play by Picard, by Shakespeare. It was written in near 1599. And it tells, uh, focuses on the event uh, immediately before and after the Battle of Agincourt. Uh, I, 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 uh, uh, it was uh, titled The Chronicle of the History of Henry V, uh, which became the wife of Henry V. Um, it's part of a series with uh, Richard II, uh, Henry IV, uh, Part One and Two. Uh, so the audience would have been familiar with uh, the title character. Uh, so this is interesting because I didn't really know that. Uh, so there's a lot of characters. Uh, I don't want to give you the synopsis. Uh, let's just see if there's anything really. Uh, I mean, of course, there's a great Shakespearean play. Uh, you know, I'm not familiar with it, but the uh, uh, primary source uh, was uh, Raphael. Hollinshed's Chronicles, uh, Edward Hall's The Union of uh, Two Illustrious Families uh, was consulted. Uh, readers and audiences have interpreted the play's attitude uh, with dealing with WAR in different ways, actually. Uh, so it could be read on as a commentary or on the complexity, or it could even be described as having multiple meanings. Uh, yeah, let's see. It's had a lot of uh, revivals. Um, it's uh, been adapted for film. Laurence Olivier was in the first movie in 1944. And then Kenneth Branagh was in uh, 1989. And uh, Olivier played some scenes as comedy uh, in, in where Branagh played them more in a serious way. Uh, well, and then Tom Hiddleston did one in uh, 2012. 
Oh, and there's a 2019, there's probably another 2019 movie coming out, uh, The King. Oh, so it's all, oh, adapted from all of them. Uh, there's also uh, David Gordon did a dance theater version, Dancing Henry V. Uh, Sweet from Henry V. Uh, William Walton wrote for the Olivier film. So there's a little bit about uh, the play, just briefly. Who was Henry V, Scooch? Because I'm always here willing to learn more. Uh, was King of England from 1413 until 1422. He was the second English monarch from the House of Lancaster. Short reign, uh, but outstanding military successes. Uh, uh, one of the strongest, made of England one of the strongest military powers, uh, immortalized in plays. And seen as one of the great warrior kings of medieval England, I guess depending on your, you know, who's, you know, where you're from. Uh, let's see. If fourteen fifty Henry uh, started the ongoing Hundred Years' War, which with France, maybe that was his dad that did that. Because yeah, that'd be over a long time. Uh, let's see. Then they had a union following the arrangement. Everything seemed to be close to a union uh, between France and England uh, until uh, he went by, you know, went to the big farm in the sky. It had a riotous youth. Um, so a little bit of, I mean, I'll link to it. So there's definitely a lot more you could read about it. Now, what about Ronald Moore? Uh, uh, those of you that are like me, Battlestar Galactica fans, uh, uh, I haven't watched Outlander, but uh, I'm a big Battlestar Galactic fan. I listened to a bunch of the Ronald Moore um, podcasts when he was making that series. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I think he uh, I mean, wrote some great episodes of Next Generation. Uh, let's see, in 1988, he toured the uh, Star Trek Next Generation sets. Uh, he passed a script on to one of Gene Roddenberry's assistants. Uh, and then he seven months later, he got skips script into somebody's hands, uh, which became that third series episode, The Bonding. And then he did, did do a lot of these Klingon style ones, uh, Sins of the Father, Reunion, Redemption 1 and 2, Ethics and Rightful Air. He's credited with writing or co-writing 27 Next Generation episodes. Uh, he wrote... Uh, a lot of them with uh, Brandon Braga or Braga. Uh, so they had a lot of wor working together. They also wrote the screenplays for the uh, two f movies, uh, Star Trek Generations and First Contact. Uh, then Moore joined uh, Deep Space Nine, a uh, supervising producer, and became a co-executive producer. Uh, let's see, they worked on uh, Star Trek First Contact, uh, Mission Impossible 2. They helped on that one and then the script for that. You got to expand a lot of the Klingon culture in uh, Deep Space Nine and got to start engaging with fans, uh, which he did through uh, Battlestar Galactica. Worked on F Voyager for the part of the sixth season, uh, but just a short part of it. Uh, and uh, uh, then eventually, 2004 to 2009, uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica, who, I mean, I think for me, is a great uh, place in my heart. Uh, I yeah, I just remember, uh, yeah, I really loved that series. Um, 
And he's been working on a lot of other stuff since then, uh, including Outlander, which, again, I haven't seen, but uh, probably one day I will. Uh, so that, that was the thing. I mean, because Apple, oh, no. So then more Apple also has a more series coming all for all mankind. Uh, so that's cool to know. Okay, one other thing I wanted to do is this uh, chip, chip and dip and cheese company. Or chip dip and cheese company, hell of a good H E L U V A good uh, uh, exclamation point. We had this when I was a kid, and because Riker said it, I said, "Okay, what is it?" So it's American company uh, cheeses, dips, sour cream, and condiments uh, is now owned by H P Hood LLC. So you can feel good about Hood. Uh, they had acquired Crowley Foods in two thousand four. So now they're based in Linfield, Mass. Uh, you probably find it at Wegmans. Uh, let's see. They used to have a store in Wallington, New York, uh, east of Sodus, uh, where all the cheese products were plant plant. So that's why it was in Syracuse where I was growing up. It was founded by Sodus resident Perry Messenger in 1925 uh, when he started making washed uh, curd cheese as a hobby in the basement of the A.B. Williams Company, for which he owned and managed at the time. Uh, the name or the origin of the name, a traveling salesman stopped by a messenger store one day and sampled the cheese. He said, boy, that's a hell of a good cheese after tasting it. Uh, 1939, messenger opened a cheese shop, established the company, and he had a little bit of issue getting it, re- you know, the name certified. Uh, he was known for having a humorous uh, side. His executive officers were Father Time, uh, Taxes, uh, Geo Experience. And I think Father Time kind of was uh, the, the mascot of it. Uh, uh, then in 1955, he sold the company to George Yancey Sr. in Rochester, who would turn into a regional business. That's right, where I... Uh, Experience because it was oh, okay. 84 Crowley Foods of Binghamton bought it, so that was about why, why I crossed paths with it. Uh, but I guess they're still using Father Time. They sponsored the, like their sour cream dip. Uh, I think in upstate New York, that was like a big thing was their sour cream dips, uh, which I know like ever since I was a kid, I guess at like picnics and potlucks, there'd be a lot of hell of a good cheese, sour cream, and cheese dips. Uh, so that's just interesting. I mean, I don't know, like to me, it had, it had to be discussed. Uh, so that's everything. And here's some thank yous and good nights.